Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you Brisket. And as, Brisket. And as a much better duo than Brando and Hats. Brisket. And as, Brisket. And as, fuck you stacking hats. Brisket. G'day, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Hey, welcome to the Brisket and Daz show, everybody. Exciting stuff here tonight. We've got Brisket and Daz here because Brendo and Hats have both gone AWOL. Uh, so we've commandeered the two-bit idiot studio. We wish that we were uh, actually sitting in Hats' garage, but uh, these poor people, I just have to listen to you, me and you rub it on with some shit for the next uh, however long we last. What do you reckon? <laughs> you know, the same, mate. Don't ask for permission. Just fucking do it. You know, we, we, got some, we didn't ask for we these got some pretty big, uh, We got some pretty big boots to fill here. Um we might have a uh, surprise guest dial in a little bit later on, but uh, oh, really? let's just let's just riff on the week, mate. What what's been going on in Brisket's world? Uh, cutting issues, mate. In Bitcoin land, cast iron. What's the go with cast iron? <laughs> what's, your, what's your position, Daz? <laughs> mate, I'm a. I got to admit, I got the um. I'm a gas guy, right? So I get I cop enough shit normally yeah. from Brendo about being a gas guy. Got to be um. You know, pure blood charcoal. But, you know, cast iron grill <laughs> most of the time for the steaks. But uh, if I'm inside the house, it's stainless steel, actually. I don't have a cast, cast iron pan. Where do you, where do you sit on the um, on the big debate, mate? How, yeah, uh, I, I don't mate, know if you saw What's that? I, I don't know, man. Like, this whole fucking thing seems like we're just fucking bored, you know, with the price and everything that's going on. It's just like, let's just have a go at the, the smallest little thing we can think of. Oh, you find it hilarious how the rest of the world's imploding on these failing currencies and markets are all to shit and all this sort of stuff and the <laughs> only thing Bickering. Bitcoin Twitter has to bicker about is whether we're cooking with cast iron or stainless steel. <laughs> yeah, well, we must look like fucking psychopaths. <laughs> we are. We are psychopaths. Yeah. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So where where do you sit? Cast iron. Oh man, like I, I use charcoal a lot. So like, I love my charcoal grill. You know, for the taste and for the, for the fucking resiliency. You know, there's wood everywhere around here. I can just go and get some sticks and burn them, turn them into charcoal, and and I've got a cooking medium. I don't need to worry about gas or electricity. You know, so for me, it's a resiliency thing. But I did a I did a, a year of repeat kind of stuff, and he's very um, funny about eating non-organic iron so you've got heme iron in your blood and then you've got inorganic iron oxide you know that you get in your your supplements and also in the iron itself so for me like eating from from a rusty pan i don't know you're supposed to season it and stuff like that but if you're cooking sauces in it um the acids and stuff man you're gonna be eating some of that iron and and iron like you wouldn't eat aluminium like why would you eat iron so that's kind of my thing. I, I, I don't mind cooking a steak on it because, you know, you get a good sear and it cooks well, but, you know, charcoal all the way. And if you don't want a sauce, stainless steel is mine. But, you know, fuck, it's your life, man. You know, if you want to cook cook with a Teflon-coated piece of crap, aluminium saucepan, you know, go nuts. There's <laughs> um, our safety <laughs> liking it to uh, <laughs> slaves. All these, all these people acting like slaves, 
to clean the cast iron pans. Oh. Uh, it's it's been funny. It's been funny to watch. Here's a, here's another uh, hot topic for the week: health insurance. Shitcoin or not shitcoin, brisket? Where do you sit, mate? What health insurance? Come on, mate. What is it? Shitcoin. I've never had health insurance. Like I remember when I, they brought it in. You remember they they brought it in. They said we're gonna we're gonna incentivize you to do it because we're gonna give you a, a Medicare levy, you know, or a discount or some shit like that. And it's gonna increase each year. And I went, oh fuck, do I have to do that now? You know, because I don't go to the doctor much. I'm I'm not a doctor guy, you know. Um. So I've never had health insurance. Um, I pay the excess and go, I don't like paying it, the Medicare excess, but it's like I'm not going to buy some shitty health insurance that I'm never going to use just to just to avoid paying tax. I'm like, fuck it, you know, I'll pay the pay the excess and, uh, and not get health insurance. <clears throat> but then when I bought the house, we had to get housing insurance and I paid. I don't know, 150 a month or something for this fucking housing insurance. I never make a claim on. And this Bitcoin thing comes around. And it's like, well, why don't I just take that $150 a month and, and whack it in a Bitcoin? And you know that um, cooling off period or no, what's it? A, a waiting period, you know, where you can't make a claim. You know, that first 18 months, two years might be hard, you know, but within a four year period, you're kind of set. And then you, you know, whatever you don't have to claim, that's just gold, you know. So, it, I still haven't done it with house insurance, but I look at that uh, direct debit in the, the bank account and go, "Fuck, I don't know." I, uh, I might it's just. It's an interesting. Up. It's an interesting thing to think about, man. Um, so, more, I would get rid of health insurance tomorrow. I don't think we get value for money out of it. Convincing my wife, on the other hand, um, you know, and I see her point too with the kids and all that sort of stuff being up in cans, like it's largely useless in cans. Cause if you've got to go to an emergency, you've got to go to the, the base anyway. Oh, so we've got a private hospital there, but it's very much, you know, just sort of elective staff. And we had the kids, you know, it's nice to have a private room, do all that sort of thing. Uh, so it has had its uses, but me touch all the woods. Um, I've never had to actually spend a night in hospital myself. So I sort of look at it and I go, well, I've never used it, but hmm, I bet you if I got rid of it, I'd, I'd be in a hurry. But I think it's like <laughs> a security blanket thing for the wifey to, to think about if something happened to her, me or the kids and you needed to get on a waiting list, like, you know, um, you could just go in and opt in to go and get, you know, one of the best surgeons that you can, wherever that may be, get in there within a short period of time and get whatever you need done. And having that health insurance, if you don't have – large access to 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 fiat in your uh, bank account at that needed time then it's a bit of a security blanket and i, I can see that point um extras are a total shit coin uh i've got rid of extras <laughs> quite a few quite a few years ago we were paying extras for a while that's one of those things you i mean the premiums go up because they encourage you to use it right so, you know, yeah. they sit there and say, oh, well, look at all these extra claims you can do you can go and claim on this and you go and claim on that if nobody did any claims under you know this guise of getting back more value than what you're paying you know which is totally untrue uh you know then our premiums wouldn't be so exorbitant but i guess the the big elephant in the room to, to today for me was you know our official cpi in australia what, what was their last print six point something percent 5.3 the the sort of quarter before or whatever 
can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, 9.3% they stung me with a premium rise on the health insurance. So it's like, oh, we always just go up by CPI. It's like, well, no, you don't because last year was 5%. The year before was 6%. You know, we've had no inflation officially, you know, by the, the – yeah. so are they looking at a different CPI than me? Than, than what my I, sort of – I think they're actuaries. They're they're nerds that sit in the background analysing the data. I think they've got a better take on what health costs are going up. You know, in terms of percentages and what they probably should be going up in. You mean, you mean they might actually look at the actual costs for the year? <laughs> oh, oh, that that'd be handy, wouldn't it? If uh, you know, the powers that be in in the Reserve Bank and so forth uh, actually looked at some realistic statistical data and not hedonic adjustments here and there and whatever paint whatever narrative. <laughs> Suits, wet you know? finger and stick it in the air. Yeah, and that's what right. was, what what number should I print today? Exactly, exactly. So yeah, it, uh, it'll be interesting actually. Your take there on in- insurance. I wonder if um, oh, um, our mutual friend Greg, Greg Foss would uh, he should add that you know Bitcoin's not just insurance against the Fiat Ponzi; it's insurance against uh, all insurances. <laughs> if you yeah, hold it over an, a big enough time frame, it's that. That period of waiting, that that no claim period, where you can't draw down on that optionality. Like, you know, how long is that? Is it two years, four years? It's, I think, max four years. Can you go through life without any fuck ups in four years? You know, at this point in time, with all the world shittery going on, and even if you got insurance, can you can you rely on them to pay up when you need them? I don't know. I, I kind of look at it and go, fuck. I'd rather have some sats. And then if, if there is a hailstorm or there is some, you know, flood or my kid needs freaking cosmetic surgery or something like that, I can make that that value judgment at the time and go, is it worth spending some cash or is it worth, you know, paying private? Because they always have payment plans, man. Like, you know, you go for private surgery, you can still go for private surgery without private health insurance. Um, you, just, you just need to pay for it, you know. You can get loans, you can get payment plans. Um, and well, how's the payment plan any different to, to paying in advance in case you need it, you know, and you never use it and you can't, you can't get that money back. It's gone. Right, hey, Brisket, we're back after some technical difficulties. Apparently my audio went to shit. So hopefully it's coming through a bit better now. Who fucking knows yeah, what we got up to and what we were talking about, but it was obviously Ken Ramble on with some shit. I think we're talking about Health insurance, but we'll move on from that. Hey, I got I got something to pick your brain about, actually, dude. Um, yeah, shit, man. Australian Beef Initiative. Talk me through it. Go. <clears throat> you sprung out on me. Um, <laughs> fuck, man. It's um, as much as it, it's, you're it's, able and willing to share at this juncture. It's along the whole lines of you know, don't ask permission. It's a. Whenever you get a group of Bitcoiners together at, in a room or in a virtual space and try to get anyone to agree on anything, it's fucking chaos. Having said that, we, we all got a very clear sight in mind, and that's getting beef out to as many people as possible and setting up those direct connections between individuals. Um, we don't really know how we're going to get there, but that's okay because we've set our intention forward. You know, we know where we want to go and we're just figuring it out. Um, I guess 
the big plan is is when Slim comes across, we're going to start setting up some summits and getting people together and getting farmers together and getting Bitcoiners together and start talking about the issues we all have at hand. You know, what what is for those for those who don't know, who's who's Texas Slim? What is what does he what does he do? Texas Slim, um, I guess he's a cow puncher from Texas. Um, I don't really know what a cow puncher is, but those guys. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I think he's just like us. You know, he's he's a bloke that values meat and uh, doesn't like the way the food system's gone and the way food processing's gone and the way packaged foods are made and wants to get back to basics. You know, farmer grows a cow, produce, uh, processes it and sells it to his, his community. You know, it's not complex. I think that's where um, a lot of his message sort of comes from is cutting out a lot of that middleman, you know, and the inherent... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, the processes that go on between the producer through to the consumer um, and every single middleman that's got their hand in that pie has obviously their own incentives um, to, you know, increase yield and, you know. They've captured yeah. it. They've captured the whole process and they've turned it into a commodity. You know, you have a product and you're very proud of the product, and then some clown comes along and makes it into a commodity. And what's a commodity? It's something you can trade. A kilo of beef is a kilo of beef. You know, that's bullshit. You know, a kilo of beef is not a kilo of beef. Um, one of the first things you learn when you're doing carnivore is there's a huge difference between cows. You know, how that cow is raised and processed and what cut it is, you know. But the cow itself, they, they differ so much. Um and it's really about taking the quantity out of out of beef. It's turning it into a product again where a farmer can be proud of what they're producing, a butcher can be proud of the cuts he's got in his, his shop, you know, to, taking the commodity out of the, the beef, out of the food and making it into a product again that someone can be proud of. He talks about vertical integration. My preference is um, shortening the food, shortening the chain, shortening the supply chain. You know, it's the same shit. It's cutting out those middlemen that just want to take their slice, want to take their cut out of it with having, you know, all this crap that goes on. Um, One of the big things, takeaways from me out of the, reading a couple of those books and just learning about the whole sort of carnival way and what the, the sort of stand for and what they're promoting is uh, didn't really sort of in a roundabout way understood that obviously they're incentivized to fatten that cow up, uh, you know, get it as heavy and as um, more bang for their buck when they go to sell it, right? And that's, again, those supply chains, all those middlemen in that supply chain having their uh, having their influence on the on that cattle. So if the, the farmer who raises it from young gets it to a point, they sell it on, goes to another sort of um, processing yard where they'll pump it full of grain and get it, like, really fat and, you know, pumping it up full of shit that's not good for us, you know? And all of the... Then when you've got a whole heap of cows not in a natural environment, you've got them in pens and you've got them in these processing yards and all this sort of stuff. They pump them full of antibiotics and all this sort of stuff so that they don't get sick. But then that's all getting passed on through us as well. Whereas if we were to cut out all that supply chain uh, and we just went straight to the farmer who grows the cow, processes it on site and hands it straight to you, 
you don't have all the grains, you don't have all the soy shit, you don't have all of that other crap that's no no good for us. Um, if you look through our evolutionary roots, as well as all the steroids and all the antibiotics and everything else that comes along in that process, you, you you're trying to get straight back to uh, as clean a eating as as you can. And, you know, it sort of plays into that as well. I wonder how much, you know, all these studies over the years to say that meat's bad for you, how much, you know, and whether there is any truth to any of that study, which I highly doubt. But anyway, we can leave that for another another issue. But a lot of that is probably because of the way that beef is produced and put on your plate today. When you buy from the supermarket, it has got all of that other shit that goes in. So if there are any studies with any, um, you know, sort of a, objective views on it having a negative impact to your health. Chances are, it's not the beef itself; it's every all the other shit that went into it <laughs> before it got onto your plate. You know what I mean? And and you know, as I said before, I, I I highly doubt. You know, all of those studies have a perverse incentive for other things. You know, um, you know, just so it happens the soy producers and all these all these <laughs> people with agricultural interests are the ones promoting these studies to say, you know, for fuck's sake, cow farts are bad for the environment. Like we're <laughs> Who actually believes this shit? <laughs> Australia's got some pretty good beef, though, man. Like, like Australia as a country produces some mean fucking beef, and they sell it for for a fraction of what it's worth. You know, we, we're very spoiled here for what we have, um, and we have access to some really good grass-fed beef. Um, the problem, the problem the US faces is they've they've tried to turn it into a, a fact. Uh, factory you know a factory your inputs coming in and outputs going out the other end you know and, and you can't cheat proof of work you know they've taken it to a certain point where they can they raise their 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 steers or whatever to a certain point and then they ship them off to the fattening farm the cafo you know grain feeding center and they feed them skittles and whatever else they can that's cheap that, that gives them cal- calories and puts the fat on their 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 muscles you know, but that's as far as they can take it. Now that they they had enough, they they're sick of that shit. They want to get rid of the cows and they want to feed you freaking cricket burgers and and soy shit and whatever other crap that they can manufacture on mass and get out to you with very little effort and proof of work. You know, you can't cheat. You can't cheat the time it takes to, for one cow to to give birth to a calf and then to raise that up to a point where you can then slaughter it and, and put it on the table and they don't like that they, they want to reduce us to crickets and stuff that they can feed crickets on freaking leftover refuse okay. and then grind it up and put it in flour and say that's that's some food no, fuck off you know how do we get back to something where we can trust the local farmer you know we know who the local farmer is and, and buy their beef or buy their lamb or buy their goat or whatever produce they make how can we set up those channels again and go back to how it used to be doesn't mean go back to stone age but you know use the tools we've got bitcoin's a big tool you know we don't need to ask permission to to exchange value with another person on this earth you know it's just taking back that control and going i don't need your i don't need your your processes and shit you know whether that's that eventually goes to the point where you've got black market beef you know where you can't get approval to kill your animals that you've grown and raised and, and now you're selling it, you know, on the grain market. I don't know how bad things are going to get, you know, but they're not looking great. Well, we've seen some examples in the States. Hey, obviously, they're a lot more 
uh, sort of down that path and than what we are a, a lot more problems but um you know just recently there was a, a few stories shared around this this Amish fellow who was selling raw milk you know and all the authorities come in and basically raided the property and put all these stops on that so you know if that's the way they want to go you could you could foresee a future where you know this direct sale of beef will be possibly um you know regulated and well if, more so than it already is and um yeah exactly like and, and and basically forbidden access to do so and you know like you say like michael and i think that's where this texas slim has been pretty instrumental over in the states running a couple of these summits um just promoting <clears throat> ranchers and consumers together setting the stage for this is what it's doing to our nation this is what it's doing to our children this is what you know eating all of this shit that we're used to eating out of a packet this consumerism is doing to our society uh and he's just sick of it and he's you know had, had a gut for and he just wants people to be educated and wants us to get back to eating as per our evolutionary roots man you know just um good healthy as healthy as we can paddock to plate um, what I love, meat. You, you're right. Like he's gotten the farmers together, and he's gotten people who value meat together, which just happened to be a lot of Bitcoiners. <laughs> we value meat, and, mm. and and he's got them together in this platform, and now he's having summits. You know, but what he's also done, or what the guys have also done, the, the collective, you know, the Beef Initiative has done. They started tackling the heart of the problem, and that's processing plants. You know, they they've only got three, three or four big processing processes in the US, JBS and Tyson and whatever. You know, we don't have quite have the same environment here, but we don't have a lot of mini processing plants. There are all these big, big players in there and they shield out. They say, you know, you got to have certain cows in there. They can't be, you know, of a certain type, you know, they've got to be this type, you know, because they want a marketable product. They can flock, flock to the, the big supermarkets, you know, but they've created these, the, I think they've created one processing plant now where they can, they can process the animals they want to process, you know, whether that's their own cattle or whether that's a, another another rancher's cattle. Or but they they can control that that uh, choke point now where you can get the cow walking around the paddock to a consumer, you know. It's and it's beautiful. They've taken out that that choke point that they've had us for so long. Um, I think yeah. it's um it's a really good illustration of people's power in order to be able to create these little circular economies outside of the outside of the system and you hear it all the time you hear you know some of these backward um or backdoor sort of telegram groups and so forth all these um you know groups that have been put together over the last couple of years particularly freedom loving groups and so forth but they really find it like me sort of sitting on the side observing some of these groups they really find it hard to pull the trigger and get these ideas from idea to fruition. You know what I mean? And I think that's, it, it's a really good example um, of what can be done when a community has a demand for something and an easy solution. And you just connect those, you know, those parties together and say, and by the way, here's a currency as well, that if they come for us, they can't get after, you know what I mean? Um, it's the unstoppable force and we will transact in Bitcoin, you know, and a lot of these ranches in the States from all accounts aren't that comfortable with Bitcoin yet, but they understand that there is a pool of people motivated to buy their goods off them. And they're willing to probably pay a premium above sort of market rate for that. And they're willing to pay in Bitcoin. And, you know, part of that education process is about, well, you know, you don't have to marry Bitcoin. 
you can accept the coin as a medium of exchange until such point. And, you know, inevitably, as you get 100 Bitcoiners coming to you in a month, you know, demanding beef, you're going to say, what is this Bitcoin thing? And you're going to get curious about it. And then you're going to say, well, maybe I need to store a portion of my wealth or that income that comes in. Maybe I just don't convert it to fiat anymore. You know, and it's, it's one of these other ways that we that we create these circular economies and we reach a hyper-Bitcoinized world hyper Bitcoinized world is um you know creating that supply demand relationship between you know it's a it's, it's a classic example and so the if i just to uh, pivot over to the australian beef initiative so a, a bunch of you bitcoiners said looked at probably that model we all love beef and then what you've just come together and said we want to create that here as well so you're taking some of the learnings from from over there you're bringing them in here and then I understand that uh, Texas Slims offered to come to Australia and run one of these summits next February. Yeah, is that the sort of date? Not no firm date yet, but that's the sort of timeline we're looking at. Yeah, so I don't want to announce anything that hasn't been announced already. But yeah, he's coming to Australia. Um, Can we edit that out? No. <laughs> don't ask permission. Just fucking do it, Daz. You don't have it. Don't ask permission. Don't have it. That's why you got Brendo. I can do it, Daz. Brendo around to do the editing. Uh, we'll just keep it in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, so no, no firm dates, no firm plans, but that is on the cards. Yeah, Texas Slim may be coming to to help us. He's uh, coming to Australia. Out, summit. We're gonna we're gonna milk his presence as much as we can. We're gonna have as many freaking summits as we can. The big one because it coincides with Beechworth. We're gonna. Uh, get it going at Beechworth and, and maybe there's a farmer in Albury that that's very close to Beechworth and, and he's a regenerative farmer, he's Bitcoiner, he's been in Orange Build, he gets it um, and we may have it at his place. Um, but we've also got other options. The, the key is we've, we've got Slim for a few few weeks, I believe. How, how much can we use him and his influence? Because he's, he's a really approachable, easy to talk talk to bloke and he, he's got some credibility because of that, that Texas presence he has. Um, how can we use that to get get some get some time with the farmers and get them because with this demand, there's so much demand among Bitcoiners and and it's not going to take much for people to 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 get together and and set up these um, these little uh, economies, I guess. You know, whether they use Bitcoin or not, I don't really give a shit. You know, Bitcoin's good enough that I don't need to go out there selling it to farmers. I don't need to go out there selling to people who need beef. You know, if it's it's the way to transact without any other person being involved, then they'll they'll use Bitcoin to do it. They don't have to hold it. You know, they'll eventually figure out this shit holds its value over time and they'll come around. But I'm, I'm kind of over trying to orange pill everyone. They'll get it when they have to. Yeah. Amen. Good stuff, man. Now, it looks, uh, I'm personally, I'm super pumped uh, for that sort of thing because, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty lucky where I live. We got access to, to really good beef, um, got access to a few farmers, but there needs to be more farmers. You know, there needs to be more direct to consumer. There's, there's one really good farm. We got a friend of mine. We weren't, um, you know, this was going back a few months. We wanted to stock the freezer. And uh, so we went halves in an eighth. So I ended up with like a 16th of a cow. And it's really cool because you get, you pay like an average price per kilo, you know, you get your sausages, you get the 
Is it Osso Bucco? I still haven't cooked that yet. I don't even know what to do with that. It's <laughs> like Bucco, uh, yeah. I, I did Google it at one point. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got some T-bones, some tomahawks, some slices of rump, a big, you know, a couple of things of mince. So it's a really good way to buy it. But like lately, I've been going down a bit of a carnival route myself, or more just meat based, and I've just been smashing steak. But I've just been buying bulk cuts of this eye fillet and just slicing it up. And man, I've been, uh, I've never. You know, I've I'm 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 a big guy. I've got a bit of excess weight. Uh, don't like it. Um, you know, I've tried sort of fad diets in over the years, but honestly, I know my body loves eating clean and eating lots of meat. I've done it years ago. I did like a paleo kind of thing before paleo was really popular. Um, you know, and I, I responded really well to that. It's a habitual thing, and it's a it's a it's a lifestyle thing. And, um, you know, I've just been primarily eating beef and eggs for the last sort of eight weeks and just shredding it. My body's just loving it, you know. Energy levels are huge, you know. Um, not getting as irritable, not getting as, you know, those sugar come downs and that sort of stuff. It's just, you know, when your body likes something, you know, really, really early, you know. Didn't take too long for my body to adjust to. And, and it motivates you. Like, I don't want to eat any other shit at the moment. I'm just enjoying eating beef and like when i bought as a funny story i was telling uh uh someone else today actually so when i bought uh, my gas barbecue um gas barbecue for the win um and you got your fucking bottles out. you got your bottles and the gas barbecue and you're like i'm gonna get myself a real barbecue and it's a charcoal barbecue <laughs> and you would be like when i'm not I putting a real man my shit coin into fucking gas anymore a real man <laughs> i'm way too high time preference for charcoal when, when I become a real minutes. man, I'll, I'll, I'll move to charcoal. Yeah, 15 minutes before you need it. <laughs> just wait. You just wait, mate. And I, need, I, need, I need a quick win. <laughs> I need a quick win. So I was worried. Anyway, when I bought my gas barbie, it's uh, Ziggy, and it cooks a steak very well. Um, I, be, I actually beefed myself out, but I think it was because I was eating so much other shit. You know what I mean? So I was eating lots of shit, and I ate lots of beef, like heaps of beef, and I remember distinctly thinking, if I put another bit of beef in my mouth, I'm going to actually hurl. But And I thought I was scared when I started this you know, sort of carnival lifestyle that I was going to get that and get that early, but I haven't had it. And I, and I don't think I will because, um, you know, like come five o'clock in the afternoon, I just can't wait for that juicy, it. buttery, salty taste <laughs> of steak and fat to that hit my happened, mouth. It and it's so satiating. You don't need it. When I, when I did first did it, so probably four four years ago now, I remember the, the first two weeks I hit that point where I just, and I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just eating burgers. I was eating burgers every day for every meal. <laughs> and by like some point within the first two weeks, I went, I can't, I can't look at another burger. I just don't want to eat it. I can't, I can't, I can't eat it. And so I went, fuck it. I'm just not going to eat. And then, I went to bed without having any dinner and I think I might have had lunch. I just went, ah, oh, dinner's too much. And then by the time lunchtime came around, I was so freaking hungry that that burger, it's the same mince, cooked the same way. <laughs> it was like just glorious. I was almost in tears. It was just just beautiful, you know. And all it was was I, I'd taken a break from eating, you know. I, I just shoved so much meat in myself because <laughs> I thought, it's like, how do I get rid of that craving for, for carby stuff? I'll just eat more meat, you know. But at some point, I just went, I can't. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> Mate, 
another, another good point, I guess, out of the carnivore diet too. So to get all your macronutrients, they, they say, so if you just live on steak, you're not going to get all of that really necessary vitamins and minerals that you get. What they say you need to do is eat full nose to tail of the beast. So that's all the, all your organ meat, your liver, yeah, your heart. That's bullshit, man. You know, get all that good stuff in here. What's your secret? How do you get it in here? It's bullshit. Like, if you're eating enough meat, you're getting everything to eat. Like, you just are. You, just, uh, you know, if, if you've been deficient your whole life and you're trying to stock, you know, go back to a, a level that you need, you know, you've got all your nutrients, micronutrients, it's micronutrients you're after. You know, Will you benefit from having a bit of beef liver? Fuck yeah. You know, beef liver is packed with, with some awesome shit, you know, and you feel good. You, you can actually feel how, how much of a lift it gets, gives you. It tastes like crap, you know, but it makes you feel good, you know. Do you need to eat it? No. If you eat enough meat for a long enough time, you, you'll stock up and, and you'll, you won't feel that, that huge boost from it. You don't need to. Is mine. I've, I've... I'm so I've been taking, I've been taking some desiccated liver, um, just because I, I don't know. I, I read you've what... been guilted into taking it. That's why you, you feel like you need to. You, you can't get everything you need from this beef, and you you feel, oh, I'll just take this fucking multivitamin. Or I'll take this desiccated beef liver, and then I'll I'll fill it. <laughs> you've gone the safety route, man. <laughs> it's bullshit. You don't need it. <laughs> I love it. That's good. Yeah. That's that's good brisket. Uh, you know what I appreciate you brisket. You can always count on you to tell you exactly what you need to hear. Oh, that's that's good. No, no holds barred, my friend. That's good. <laughs> Fuck your beef liver. Desiccated liver capsules. Actually, like, they taste a bit like shit anyway. But you, you're getting like a, a, a tablet, you know, or a capsule that's freaking tiny. Yeah, you got to smash six of them. You got to smash <laughs> six of them. You paid thirty is... bucks or whatever it is for that little tub. You know how much liver you got? I go to the shop and I get four bucks worth of liver, and it is like this huge, you know, lump of liver. Yeah, it's cheap, eh? It's so cheap. It's cheap. You know, I blend that up. Because no one wants to fucking eat it. It tastes like it tastes, shit. It tastes a bit ordinary. You know? <laughs> but you blend that stuff up with milk, and you hold your nose. You, you take a deep <laughs> breath, no. and you, you know, just I, it I, I, I wash you. your mouth out. I heard you write that the other day, and I'm like, that is the last thing I'm going to fucking do. You don't eat it every day. (laughs) Blend that up with with milk. You you need one (laughs) big hit of it, because an animal's got one liver. You know, but the amount of meat and fat on a on a cow will last you weeks, if not months. You know, even if you got the whole tribe in. Yeah. So you got one liver for the whole tribe. You get one hit of it. You know, and then the next hunt or the next animal you harvest, you get another liver. You know, so you're not you don't you don't need to eat it every day, but you have one big hit of it. You know that'll keep you going for a couple of weeks. Um, you don't need it every day. <laughs> Great segue. We've got about ten minutes left, and we got to wrap this up. Quick, quick little segue. Gun ownership. So I thought I would share some stuff uh, with, yeah. with gun ownership. Uh, I'm not going to ask you whether you do or you don't own guns. Um, it's something I've recently gone down. And to be honest, if you go back two years, three years. I did not even ever consider a situation where I would want to own a gun. Um, however, uh, I have sort of come full circle in that realization that the world is looking uglier and uglier by the day, and we don't want to get all depressed about about that right now. Um, however, I made a um, a conscious decision that if things got really bad, 
I would want to I would I would rather look at the gun than look for the gun. Uh, as far as hunting and being able to provide for my family and so forth. And we've got access to a lot of land up up yeah. this way, and that was the main motivation. And I also think, you know, I've got two young boys, and I think that's a skill uh, that, you know, as a father, I think I should um, at least teach them a respect for guns, uh, how to shoot a gun, how to, you know, bit of target practice, get them. I mean, I remember shooting air rifles when I was a kid. It was a fucking some of the funnest summers <laughs> of my life. Just you know, plinking along, shooting cans and t- little targets and so forth. It, it's it's a great little hobby, um, and I think you know it's probably important that they're brought up with responsible gun ownership and responsible gun um, practices and and just a healthy respect for what they are and what they what they can do and what they can represent. And the smallest chance that zombie apocalypse and someone comes from my fucking secret beef stack. It's a deterrent, right? I sit on I sit on my porch with my little uh, banjo and rock my shotgun next to me. Rock and tear. And uh, when when the zombies come for my fucking beef stack that they know I've got in my, which I lost in a aerial gymnastics. That's right. Um, I lost my beef stack actually. Yeah. So boating accidents for your beef coin, your beef, for your Bitcoin beef coin. That's a new thing, beef coin. When the some 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 shit coin is gonna some shit coin is gonna pivot our ideas tonight and come up. You know what I got? Beef coin. Beef coin. Liver coin. Liver Fuck coin. Beef coin. Fucking shit coin. <laughs> beef, 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 beef back cryptocurrency. <laughs> anyway, bad idea. Uh, Bitcoin's all you need, people. Anyway, we've got a hey, oi! I think we've got our um special guest dialing in right now. Hang on, where where we got? Oh, thought, Hang on, let's bring him in. I thought you were talking about the guest. Who was it? Who's that? No, no, he's, hello. He should be dialing in. Oh no way! Who we got? Hello. First time caller. Hello, welcome. Hey, Who hey, we got? it's Brendo. I, I've, I've. Uh, hey, how hey. you going? Is this your meeting? Is this your Zoom, mate? Mate, oh. I've been, I've literally <laughs> been sitting, I've been, been sitting here the entire time with my hand up while you two have been rabbiting on, waiting to actually talk. Thanks Don't for letting, up, me, thanks for letting me in. Don't ask permission. Don't ask permission, Brendo. Just fucking do it. Well, I had to. I had to. It's your podcast, Brendo. What? What, what what are you doing, mate? What are you doing tonight? I thought you were having the week off, mate. What are you, what are you oh, here? Look, look Hats on? is away. He's in South Africa for like a month or three weeks or something. And, and I don't know. It's, it's To be honest, it's felt pretty good. Like I feel like I'm kind of coming out of a shell a bit now that he's kind of – he's gone. Like I'm not under the, this sort of massive Hats shadow, which I suppose the, the shadow is really just cast from his massive schnoz. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it's, just gra- it's just great. So if you don't mind, I'd love to kind of just – just shoot the shit for a while and 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 talk about like. Oh, so I'm sorry, Brenda. That's all we've got time oh. for right now, mate. I'm oh. sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wrap it oh. up, mate. Sorry. Oh, okay. Cool. That's that's fine. Bye, Brenda. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Brisket. Any any closing thoughts, mate, for tonight? Oh, we're done, mate. Let's wrap it up. Brenda, Brenda, any um, any handovers to the to your your massive uh, audience and fans out there? <laughs> That's just... how the professionals do it, mate. They got to wrap it off with a handoff. I got no no sponsors or anything. I, I can't. I can't. Nothing, mate. Eat beef. What's that Australian Big beef initiative you've got on? <laughs> all right, all right. Can I say you two? Very good, you man. Two, Thanks for you the two are exactly like hats. You can't fucking end anything. You just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sign it up. Any closing thoughts, Brendo? 
And we now we cut you off, mate. Are you, are you feeling okay? Yeah, I know you're a bit upset. Hats is not here. We we had to step up and take control because you you just couldn't cope. No, on that own, was so, great. Um, I, we know you're missing. I enjoyed that immensely. And fuck hats. Uh, and Botox. Thanks, fuck thanks Botox. boys. Fuck Botox. <laughs> See you, boys. Thank you. And fucking Botox. <laughs> See ya. Brisket. Wonders. Brisket. Wonders. A much better duo than Brando and Hats. Brisket. Wonders. Brisket. Wonders. Fuck you, stacking hats.